0: Well our moms think we're funny. Yeah, I didn't get to tell this story on the podcast I just told you last night. Um so for for those who uh don't know oh hi but ba- I- I'm a Comey, by the way, hi. And I'm by the way, Turkway A2. Yeah, welcome to our moms think we're funny. Uh, been a while since I've done an introduction on this. Um <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry that I keep stealing your thunder. Oh, I like it. Um Pause so- Okomi. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I want you to hurt me, but make me feel safe at the same time. Just do it. So we got okay. I'm confused about this cast and crew picture of Christina Keefe. uh yeah, man. Because um... just her in transparent lingerie from the back, you can't really tell anything about her. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So uh what to to open this podcast with an amusing story that has nothing to do with our topic. Um. I've been going to the gym lately. I've been working out for about a month now. It's really nice to get back into it. I used to work out all the time, and it kind of fell by the wayside in the past couple of years. And uh, I've been working out with uh, one of my friends from my D&D group, which I, I say that as if that's the only thing we do together. I've, I've known him for, like, what, probably 11, 12 years, something like that. I've known him for as long as I've known you. So I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just,
1: I just have to tell people that you're, you're telling the truth here. You're 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 telling the truth because I know people are thinking. Wait a minute, two guys that play D and D working out. We know that people that play D and D don't work out. So you're full of shit. But no, he's not. He, he's he's actually gotten himself in shape. Um, you know, he's actually making me feel bad about myself.
0: I'm, I'm still I've still got a ways to go, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I CrossFit. <laughs> I don't CrossFit. <laughs> if I CrossFit, I would have talked about it on the podcast by now because that's the law. Well, yeah, if you CrossFit, that, you have to talk about it, right? And plus. He, <laughs> You only drop the word ninja in certain contexts, so <laughs> only when I only when I have a, a pass to do so. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we we were exercising, we were doing some bench presses, and uh, I was I was getting through my set, so I said to Camelot, um, I said, oh, you know, maybe I should increase the weight on this because this isn't, you know, I'm really not feeling a burn here. I'm not struggling to to get through these sets. And without even thinking, he says, do you want me to sit on it? And I just went, that's what she said, because that's what I do. Right. Anybody who's listened to this podcast for any length of time has heard that, but then... At the weight bench next to us, I just heard ka as weights drop. There was a 60-year-old guy just sitting on the end of the bench. And he was like, seriously, dude? I was like, I'm really sorry. That was just muscle memory. I don't even think about that shit anymore. Oh, why wow. Now you even starting to talk like you, like you work out. There's was just muscle memory. Because <laughs> oh, you know, the, brain, the
1: brain's a muscle, too. You know? I, like they're exorcised with my mind and my body. My, you know? my brain and my heart are the biggest muscles I have. Hmm. It's like, you know, because, uh, you know what, now do I not skip on leg day, but I don't skip on brain day either. <laughs> yeah. Wrap that one up, man. <laughs> Facts morning, old man. If- <laughs> Facts morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, If if I want to talk like a fucking gym bro, I can, and it's awful, and I don't really <laughs> ever allow myself to do it. But <laughs> when we were... <laughs> Sorry,
1: facts morning just got facts me. Facts morning
0: is so good. I, I'm not laughing about own joke. I just that it's really <laughs> it's funny. So funny. It's really funny. That's like the best thing Jaden Smith ever did for us. <laughs> facts morning to everyone except my mother. <laughs> Speak to him, son. <laughs> you tell him, Steve Dave. <laughs> But yeah, no, like I I can do I can talk like that just because I've I've gone to the gym enough in my lifetime to where I can I can sound like a gym bro if I want to and it's awful and I never let myself do it. But with, with it wasn't the first day that we were exercising. It was within the first week or two that we were exercising and uh and Camelot was, you know, getting through his sets and he was working up a sweat and he was like, "I really don't like standing in front of the mirror while I'm doing this. I just uh, I I just don't like watching myself while I'm doing it." And I was like, "Yeah, man." But it helps to look at a champion while you're working. <laughs> and he, just, wow. he just stared at me He was like, don't. I'm was like, i sorry, dude. Um, but anyways, so uh, that's not what we're talking about today. We decided to talk about, do another one of our uh, You Should Watch or You Probably Shouldn't Watch series. We're going to be talking about uh, the City of the Living Dead. We just did a Let's Watch on it. I'm not sure what our publication order is going to be here. Um... And Turk actually just stepped away from the mic, which. <laughs> that gives me free reign to talk about whatever I want at this point, so jokes on him. how here he is. Nothing? <laughs> jokes on you. I only <laughs> pretended like I walked away. <laughs> Curses. I fell right into your trap again. No one expects a Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no. so um, we watched this movie, um, and we're not going to start doing these, like, reviews on every movie that we watch, I don't think. No. But we kind of wanted to do, like, a little themed thing for Halloween, and we just kind of picked a scary movie at random, you know, air, air bunnies around scary,
1: and... Uh, yeah, we so we, really, we were going to try to do um, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween, and unfortunately, they wanted us to pay for it, and I was like, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we, we were like, well, you know what? We've got some movies we want to do. Let's go ahead and, uh, we'll, we'll just choose this one. And as, uh, and so I guess as far as publication goes, you're saying we're not sure when we're going to do it. I think it just makes sense that we'll, like, we'll do the less watch and then do this one, you know? I, I think so, yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, when we, if you've listened to it, you'll realize that, you know, when we got into it, we have talked, numerous times about city of the living dead and the confusing ass ending that makes no sense at all that we mm-hmm. haven't figured out and that and i've like read different things on the internet which we'll talk about as far as like what the uh like what what happened or why it happened or anyway the like why, why how the why the ending is the way it is rather because it's it's confusing as shit it's um, super
0: confusing but
1: um. and so when we when we start watching we're like hey We know what this movie is like this is that movie that we kept having to look up over and over again and didn't realize we'd put it in the in our watch queue. Um and so um so yeah, and then we watched it again, this time paying a little bit more attention than we did the first time that we watched it. Um and the results are still the same.
0: Yeah, still equally confused. Um didn't care for it.
1: Uh, I will say that, um, yeah. So just to put it out there, I am going to, I'm going to give, I'm going to give a very Siskel and Ebert kind of review for anybody that even knows who Siskel and Ebert is. So, um, let's just, this just hop in the way back machine for a minute here. Siskel and Ebert used to be, uh, uh, film reviewers and you probably still see that Robert E Roger Ebert, um, like a review, even though it's his name, but he passed away like, uh, maybe 10 years ago now. Um, and Gene Siskel passed away maybe 10, 15 years before him. Uh, and Robert uh, Roger Ebert's name is just still used out there as like the review, I guess, the, the title. Um, but it's not actually him, hmm. um, which which I really don't like. I, mean, I get that you want his legacy to kind of carry on, but I, it just doesn't really seem like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. There's probably something to it that makes sense that I just don't know about. But from where I'm standing in my ignorant self about the whole thing, it just doesn't Feel right, but anyway, that's beside the point. Um, anyway, so they did like, reviews, and they were one of the few reviewers that uh, I would actually watch and like take their recommendations under advisement. So I was <laughs> always more of a an Ebert guy. Um, I never really cared for for Siskel. Um, so um, uh, I would, you know, if he you know, said it was a good movie, I'd be like, all right, I might give it a shot. And it, we didn't always agree. Sometimes you be like, yeah. This movie is not that great. I'm like, are you kidding me? I've seen this movie before. This movie rocks. And It's like, <laughs> no, you're wrong, Colonel Sanders. So, um, so anyway, um, but to to kind of talk about this, exit um, in that kind of style, I would say that this is a this is a uh, you should watch. Really, but it's not a good movie.
0: Because I was going to put it under uh, you probably shouldn't watch, but that's just me. No, I don't think it's a good movie
1: at all. I think it's a horrible movie. But I would say that's one of those that you, you just kind of need to watch it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, there's the ones that you're just like, this movie sucks, but you know, it's, it's talked about enough or it's mentioned enough or it's like, it's one of those that you at least need to have in your mental, like, Rolodex of sorts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just
1: because it's referenced or mentioned, or in this case here, it's like the foundation for a couple of other movies. Yeah. So. You know, it's, it's like, you need to at least have it in there, that way you can either appreciate or see, like, find and follow, like, how these things progress.
0: Yeah, it's mostly because of the notoriety. It's sort of in the same light that, like, you kind of have to watch Cannibal Holo- Holocaust.
1: Okay, yeah. And, you,
0: and it's like, well, yeah, nobody's going to recommend that as a good movie. It's kind of a traumatizing movie, but it's, it is something that has such a notoriety about it that you kind of got to see it. Mm. Um, I would say that Pink Flamingos probably falls under that category as well. Maybe uh, question mark? Yeah, question mark. I
1: I I have to give that a question mark just because um, there's the uh the the dog poo scene. I can't um <laughs> I can't and, and the yeah, plus that's
0: not simulated.
1: Yeah, and the, plus the whole point of that movie, you know, like the, the plot is to like let's see who can do the most disgusting thing. Like that's not something I want to watch. I mean, it's like it's kind of like watching Faces of Death even like now, like, so there's two things about Faces of Death. One, if you watched it at the time and thought that it was real, Mm -hmm. there's something wrong with you that you want to watch that, thinking that these deaths are real. Yeah. Watching it now, like knowing that they're not real, um, it's like, it's still not entertaining. think it's like, I'm sitting here watching just like, if I'm watching a horror movie, I'm watching a story that has some deaths in it. If I'm just watching a bunch of clips of, of people being killed, you know, like some real footage mixed in with, like, the the fake, like, death scenes or just some that are completely made up. And, like, I don't want to do that. Even if it was, like, a documentary and you just took a bunch of documentaries and put them all together, just spiced them all together, just showed all the horrific scenes... Who watches that? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not something that I mean, you that you're a disturbed individual. I mean, there's may- a
0: ton of videos on YouTube of people just straight up dying, like in accidents and stuff like that. Uh, you know, people getting caught up in electric lines, all kinds of stuff. Again, who wants to watch that? I mean, which well, yeah, and plus, fuck YouTube because that's against their community standards, and they're not doing anything about it. They're targeting people who use copyrighted music instead because yeah. they're a bunch of. Cucks.
1: But, you know, we're not here to talk about... We've, we've already done that episode. Uh,
0: I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> but, so, I... Um, but, yeah, no, uh, yeah, um... Yeah, so, so the,
1: the point I was getting to is that, um... Like, the, the, the whole... The, 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 the... Like, Campbell Holocaust, you say, you know, not, you know, not a, uh... It's one of the things that you kind of have to get out there, especially if you're if you're a fan of, say, something like um, what's that really shitty a paranormal entity or um, the the original Fush. right? Well, I was just gonna say like like the the more oh, recent found paranormal footage activity. Pa- okay. paranormal activity. Thank you. Paranormal activity. Fuck that movie. Yeah, it was okay. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was. Just- and you know, I'll, I'll say this for that, um, just to get it out there, and then I can just quickly move on. For what the first one did with such a low budget and all that, I, I think that's fantastic. You, you made a movie; it worked. People liked it. All that's cool in the gang. And this is outside the creators' control, and I completely realize that, and I'm not holding them accountable for this. But what that in turn did was it created a it created this genre of found footage films where. The studios looked at it and said, "This movie cost fifty thousand to make. It made like eighty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just keep repeating that ad nauseum. And it's okay yep. if if they suck. If they only you know, let's say they only make like ten million dollars. Well, still, we're only putting fifty thousand into it. Mm-hmm. We're not putting that much into it. So you know, and then you know what happens? All those found footage ones, they now just start finding a way straight to video uh, yeah. or streaming." But, and it's like, okay, but we're, we're not putting that much into it. And you and I have already talked about this before. It's like, yeah, that's great and all, but if you put a little bit more into making a real movie, you'd get, for the most part, a higher return.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For the most part, it's not always a guaranteed thing, but you know, you, you get a, a presumable higher return and you're also putting out a quality product that's gonna, that's gonna, last longer than this streaming piece of shit yeah, there. it's
0: going to have some staying power, and it's going to have something to say. And I'm not saying that you can have something to say on a movie with a budget of 50K, but it's it's, it's very obvious. And, and this goes back to something we've harped on since, like, the very beginning of the podcast. It's very obvious when people don't give a damn. Right. And and I think that kind of shows with that sort of thing. The, the first Saw movie had a really low budget. I think, like, mm-hmm. um Danny Glover and Carrie Elwes work
1: for Scale... Um, or a lower price. And when the movie really took off, I remember, mean, as I recall reading, Carrie Elwies was like, Hey, um, we did this because it was a low budget movie and was supposed to be X mm-hmm. and then it blew up. Um, now the grant that wasn't part of our contract, but. It's like you paid us that because that's all you could afford. Now you've made a ton of money off of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's only right to share some of that with us. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um so anyway, uh and that there's been a couple other movies that were like that too, where um I think I think um American Beauty was one of those <laughs> where, you know, it was a um it was a basically it was a Disney release, but it was through like uh their independent um like, studio, which was like a. wasn't Touchstone. I think it was like a. I forget what it was. Um, uh, but anyway, it was through, as I recall, it was through one of those where it's like, we're making an independent movie, so the budget's only going to be X. Right, right. But it was getting a wide release because it was being released with a.
0: Oh, excuse me. Sorry. I must be allergic to all the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Do <Dude>, go on. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, but. Oh. Uh, Anyway, it, it was released through their parent company, which of course had a wide release option. So we're making a quote unquote like a independent film, which means that we're only you know that the not that's not what it means, but for the most part, it's going to have a lower budget. But we already have big distribution through this thing right here, right, right, and we're going to promote the hell out of it. So basically, we just made a really good movie on the cheap, mm-hmm. and. And then, like I said, when it when it went kind of big, like they were like, "Yeah, we didn't realize that the parent company was going to do this." You kind of owe us more money.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah.
1: So anyway, but you know, like getting getting past all that stuff, it, *Cannibal Holocaust* is one of those movies where you know that's the original found—not the original, but that's one of the original—the one that people talk about found footage movies.
0: So it's is kind it a good of what movie. legitimized found footage as a genre, right?
1: Is it? Um, and the thing is, you. You didn't have a bunch of those after that. I mean, that movie was, what, it was like maybe 30 years before you had something more like what we got, you know,
0: now or, or more. So anyway. Um, when did it come out in relation to Blair Witch?
1: Oh, God, it was at least, uh, 20 years before Blair Witch.
0: Hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so, but anyway, so the thing is though, in order to appreciate the others, you have to, you have to watch, um, like there's something like, like a Holocaust and, um, And the thing is, uh, the thing with that is that if you, there's a couple of like good documentaries about the, about um, like movies like that, and that's one of them. But the interesting thing about that is when they originally made Cannibal Holocaust, and probably a lot of people know this, when they originally made it, um, the guy was trying to pass it off as a real, found footage movie mm-hmm. and had the actors um, go into hiding. And part of their contract was they were supposed to like go into hiding. Um, I think until like the, uh, like a couple months after the movie's premiere. So for like six months, they were off somewhere. The movie gets screened. They think these people actually died. And this guy just filmed it and profited off of it. And he, they were, they get, they got basically charged with, uh, with murder uh, mm-hmm. Or whatever that, that crime was. And he had to actually reach out to them and tell them to come out of hiding to show that they were all still alive and that it was all fake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's, it's actually kind of interesting. There's the, um, uh, I know we're getting way off our, our main movie here, but <laughs> there's, uh, the scene where they come across the body, um, of the one with the people that have been uh, impaled on the, yeah. on the spikes. Yeah. And there's the one woman there and they're looking at her. She's actually, um, It was a, it's a pole that only goes to say like four or five feet up in the air and it's got a small bicycle seat on it.
0: Yep. And she's
1: sitting on that in the way. And then she's got her head back and then she's got a pole that's like kind of coming out of her mouth that they put in her mouth. And it's like, she had to kind of be in that perfect position there to make it look like it. But they, the way they did all that was, you know, really well done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was very
0: ahead of its time
1: and it fooled people. Um, Oh, I tell you what it is. There was a a documentary I watched. It was a it was a BBC documentary series. And I mentioned it once before. Um but the the series was called uh I mean, the series was uh just exploring different things and the one movie or uh episode was called Does Snuff Exist? Yeah, yeah. And um and they basically kind of talk about that. There's a um a, a Japanese film where like this guy where he's like uh uh like, killing, he's got somebody tied up in there, like, uh, he's cutting them, cutting them up and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. same thing. They were like, you killed this person. And it's like, no, it's all special effects. And it's like, no, that's not special effects. That's too real. And luckily for him. He actually had done a making of video because <laughs> nice. of it. So they showed where like they cut uh, like through like the arm and how they had made this arm and basically almost from the inside out so that <laughs> it looked real when you were cutting through it because it had all like the bones and the, you know, the yeah. veins and all that kind of stuff. So he was able to show them that to show like, no, this is completely fake. And that's what stopped, you know, got him from, uh, from, uh, like going to prison. Yeah. But anyway, so, um. Uh, so, like, say so,
0: all that to say, I don't know if this falls into uh, quite those history making categories, but it was an interesting view.
1: Well, I, I think it does, just because it is Fulci, and then I think it, I think that it's it sets up the um, the gore market movies that we started to get afterwards. Mm-hmm. It, you know? it did
0: do that. Um, there, there was a lot of body horror, um, a lot of really good gore effects. I'm not prone to really getting grossed out. With uh, super graphic violence, but during the the whole scene where the chick just spews up all of her intestines, I was grossed out. That that was disgusting. I was actually grossed out, and that very rarely happens to me. <laughs> so it was. And it. I mean, the thing is, the like the effect
1: itself like didn't look that great, but um, it's the thought. <laughs> well, for me, it was the actual like. "Quote unquote guts that she was spewing out. Yeah, they were those, so real looking. Those looked real. Like the the thing. The idea, the idea that she's so. First off, she she spews out her own intestines, including her like her heart and liver or something, which is impossible because you know your your esophagus you know runs straight down into like the you know, this stomach intestine. The yada 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 then comes out the ass. Mm-hmm. So there's no way unless someone like reached in and like. I'm gonna sever you know, the, <laughs> <laughs> you know, your, you're colon from your ass, and I'm gonna
0: sever this thing from your mouth, and then like cough it up, you know. It's 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 not possible. So I guess the idea is like after all the intestines were up, there was nothing to stop the heart. I don't know.
1: But what I'm saying is like they did a lot of research you, on you, anatomy.
0: You, the only way you could do that is if you turn yourself inside out because
1: basically, it, I mean, so think about how your body works. Mm-hmm. I put something in one way and it comes out the other. Yep. So I can't. Throw all that stuff up because it's still connected on the other end. Unless yeah. I would like, you know, just cut it, which they like said it doesn't make any sense. It was interesting. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was gross. Yep, yep. Um, but it's interesting. But the thing about that is, in relation to, um, modern gore movies, is that this had a plot, and I will say that the plot is just loose enough is loose enough, or I guess just there, um, strong enough. To give you the gore and the deaths, but it really doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Not one bit of sense. And while the zombies are killing people, like, let's so say the, we're kind of jumping all around here, but let's say that the uh, the end where um, the zombies attack people in the bar. And mm-hmm. then we see that they're, they're, they are as zombies are eating and Well, that's the first time we actually saw them eat anybody. Everyone else either grabbed them by the back of the head and squished their brains out <laughs> yeah. or they like the priest made the girl like her eyes bleed um and then made her cough up her intestines. But you never like why did they have to die that way? If you like, these guys ate them, you just squished some brains. Like it didn't make sense like why they were the deaths had were like
0: that. Like what it, what what is your point as a zombie? What are you doing it here? It didn't make sense why the priest was killing in the first place, because the priest wasn't a zombie. The priest was a spirit. Well, I
1: think that I think that looking at him is what just did that to you. Like it would make your eyes bleed if you looked directly at him, it would make your eyes bleed, and it would make your your body like do whatever it did. Uh, Cause he never he never actually physically the only person he killed was the guy he rubs the the gunk and stuff on with the or the girl.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, he force fed her a handful of
1: ravioli and the... Uh... And then they said, "Well, it just looks like she died of a heart attack." Because where everyone else, is like, "Oh, well, this is what happened to them," which again, that doesn't ma- that didn't make any sense at all. Uh, but we have no idea why these they're dying in these ways, like why the zombies are killing me in those ways, or even that they are zombies until they start eating the one person. It's like you're just now eating somebody, <laughs> like that's. Like well, I, I don't really know what you're doing here. So that's they they just weren't hungry until that time. Oh, that makes sense. You know, sometimes <laughs> you, I mean, you, when you and I get together, we do our, our podcast recording. Sometimes we're like, we're not even hungry till like midnight. It's like, well, shit, now we can't find any place to eat. <laughs> yep, and, and that's why we didn't eat pizza all the time. It's like the only place that's open. Yep. But uh, so like that's the thing. It, it would have been nice if we had had an idea of like what the zombie, what the the return to to living. Um, people were, and I have to call him Return to Living because the one woman had blood when he stabbed her. She bled, like, actively bled. If and, she was a zombie, she wouldn't be bleeding.
0: And she died by getting stabbed. Right. Uh, you know, it's, e- even if he'd had to destroy the heart, that would have made more sense than just stabbing her in the stomach and she dies. But typical zombie movie logic is you have to hit them in the brain and so that's that's really weird so it you know like yeah that doesn't even fall into the category of being undead they actually are just returned to life yeah so their purpose i don't even know what the deal was it's like okay so this is going to open up a
1: this uh it's going to open up a portal from hell that's going to allow these the dead to come back to life um and, and they're doing that, but I don't really know why. So, like, what are – are they trying to turn, like, the living world into hell? Like, I, I don't know. It's like, okay, so we've opened it up. And then why was it just the most recently dead people? Mm-hmm. Like, why – how – because they were they were there. They were on their way in. It's Some bad. of them were already walking around. Because they're only mostly dead. No, that's they're right. Mostly dead <laughs> is still slightly alive. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I did not see anybody going through their pockets looking for change. So yeah, they, they were just mostly dead. You're, mm. you're, you're upset? See, this is why we work so well together because yeah. you fill in the gaps of the things that I don't. Because I miss. I'm a genius. Right. So um. I, I don't know the answers. I, I don't know the answers. <laughs> so anyway, um, um. but so like I said that. So uh, going back to the whole thing is like, I think that because this is the. Or one of the earliest, like, gore movies. As opposed to now, you you do have, like, a still, like, a a really loose plot. But really what you have is, like, a maniac that's just going around killing people in really gross ways. Mm-hmm. At least this one was somewhat,
0: um, was somewhat, uh, hey, So, we're back. Sorry, had some technical difficulties. Uh, where were we? You, you don't
1: actually tell people that. If you do a good job editing, they don't know that we ever stopped recording.
0: Nah, I'm not gonna do a good enough job editing. okay, then then I I will. Just tell you right now, I'm not gonna do a good job editing. I will do. I I flake. I I flake. I will edit
1: the scene. The the I will do. I'll just. God damn you. All
0: right. Anyway, I don't even know what the fuck I was. It's like it's like jazz, man. You just got to lean into it. You just got to play the wrong notes on purpose and kind of make it like a self-expression thing. That's not what jazz players do. They don't purposely play wrong notes. Yeah. That's what you did in high school because you didn't
1: want to actually practice the goddamn instrument. But that's not how most people actually play.
0: That's not how jazz artists play. Nah, I'm pretty sure that's how jazz artists play. it's uh, because you don't listen to jazz. Yeah you weren't entitled to your opinion but uh you don't like beethoven i like beethoven he was deaf it was, It's kind of wild <sighs> so um city you of the disappointed living Dead. Me again yeah man i it's a,
1: it's a life from the professional man i've never watched the professional <laughs> you just you just disappointed me
0: again ah <sighs> <sighs> So yeah, so City of the Living Dead, um, you were, you were talking about something with it, um, I, I, I don't even know, man. So you expect me to be all seamless with this edit, this is why it can't be, we can't even pick up where we left off, um.
1: Well, it's because they get fucking interrupted with shit, man, I'm like, I'm fucking recording here, leave me the fuck alone when I'm recording, I mean, that's, re- god damn, <laughs> I mean, imagine, imagine if you were, if you were a pilot and you're flying a plane, all of a sudden it's like, um, uh-uh, like, okay, yeah, so people, we're about on our approach of, uh, like, what the fuck, really? <laughs> I'm flying a goddamn plane here.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, so I guess we can give like a really quick summary. What time are we even at? You know what? That could be an ad break. You know, if we had just treated that like an ad break, it would have been perfectly seamless. <laughs> you know, it's still not too late to do that. Yeah, it is. <sighs> sorry to disappoint you, but.
1: No, you're not disappointing me. You're just purposely being, like, just, oh. I mean, you could, you could. You're like, yeah, no, I can't do that.
0: I can't do that for you, man. I'm sorry. Well, then do it for you. Yeah, but I want to do it this way. <laughs> that's not really how you. Want I want to, to do it. it the way that's easiest for me. You, you are just being an anarchist. <laughs> Anarchy does not mean chaos.
1: <laughs> this is not chaotic. It's just you just going against the, the the way of things done. You're like, okay, this is the way <laughs> it should be done. This is how most people would do it. I'm an anarchist, so I'm not going to do it that way. That I'm not going to conform. Yeah, oh, that's me being a non-conformist. That's different than being an anarchist. Not in your mind, it's not. <laughs> the, only, the only difference between being a non-conformist and an anarchist is that as long as I'm as long as long I'm not creating chaos, they're the same thing.
0: Okay, well, I mean, that's a fair enough point. But <laughs> I'm, I'm still not going to try to convert that into an ad break.
1: This is why we can't get more than, like, two <laughs> listeners. Like, all these guys do is argue. If I want to hear two people
0: argue, I listen to Oasis. Um, boy, this got off the rails fast. What is this, I, the fucking presidential debate? Chris, 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 let me talk, Chris. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so I guess like... No, Hell of the
1: Living- City of the Living Dead <laughs> is a good movie. City of the Living Dead, it's a good movie. It's not a good movie. I'm not going to say it's a good movie. Should you watch it? I don't know if you should watch it, but it's not good. It- I would be more than happy to tell you if it's not a good movie. I'm not going to say if it's not a good movie because there are movies out there. Some movies are bad. Some movies are good. This is a movie just like other movies that were made. It was shot on film it had actors in it it was edited <laughs> it produced it had music it's a film that's out there mr. some people may like it so mr
0: 182 m- m- so
1: people, like people i'm just Can't, saying here that it's did i watch yeah. the movie i've watched the movie i watch other movies like but, it but i've watched mr. 182 can just, you
0: just denounce that this is not the greatest movie of all time Sure,
1: I can do that. I could say that about this movie. Okay, well, I could say that. I could say that this is not a great movie. But 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 this is nothing to do about this movie. You like movies, and there are movies that you like that I say are bad. Those are bad movies. That doesn't necessarily mean that all movies are bad, or even that this one necessarily is bad. Can I say it's bad? I certainly can. But I'm just going to say, like, for anybody that's watching, pause the movie, put it on standby. All right, this that this is. (laughs) <laughs> so here you crack cracking up and I can't keep on... I can't go on anymore. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> you broke my flow, dude. I'm sorry, that was good. <laughs> um, So, we should spend the last half of this at least giving, like, an actual critique of the movie. <laughs> so, okay, so...
1: I will say this about the movie... Um, so, okay, we kind of hopped around earlier, and um, there's no definitive answer to this question, but from what I have read from numerous sources, that one key thing seems to be that there was an ending um, it planned, not the ending that we got. There was an ending planned. Hmm. Now, it's either that the ending was shot, and then something happened to it in the editing uh, like room, like something spilled on it, or it was somehow it got messed up. And so that's why they ended up kind of doing a, this weird kind of like uh editing uh, choice with it, where it all kind of like, there's the slow motion, the scream and all that stuff. Because if you look at the end, like her face is starting to kind of distort a little bit, mm-hmm. but the guy, he's still happy. Yeah. Um, and so it's either that they didn't have the money to film the right ending, um, or that the, the, um, the, uh, the ending that, that they shot was messed up. Yeah. yeah. It, like I said, it, it, there's, if you look at it, there's a bunch of things that go got kind of back and forth on it. Um, and not really sure. And then there was, there's a mention that, and one of the things that I read that, um, that the woman died and she came back. And according to the plot of the movie, if you, like, the priest died and they had to, Kill the priest or and kill all the zombies before, uh, like, the end of All Saints Day or before All Saints Day. She goes, you know, today is All Saints Day. But mm-hmm. she had died and come back. And so, for you to put all the zombies down and keep them from, like, making their way out of hell, um like, you know, before the end of, of All Saints Day, she would have had to have died too.
0: Yeah, but I didn't get that because, like, she... Like was it a fa- was it a fake death? Did was she just like comatose and they did a bad job diagnosing her? or did she actually come back from the dead? They weren't really clear on that.
1: Well, see the thing is I don't the reason I don't subscribe to that particular ending is because uh, all the other zombie-like creatures because it's really kind of hard to call them zombies, but all the other zombie-like creatures, they don't have a problem with the looking at the priest mm-hmm. and none of their eyes bleed. Only the living do that when they look at him. Yeah, and it seems like it's only women too, because the guy was looking at him, his eyes didn't bleed. Yeah, um, and and it was in like uh her eyes started bleeding at one point. I mean, she wasn't even looking at the priest; she was looking at the woman, wasn't she? I don't remember. Um, like the first time it started happening to her. But anyway, so I I don't it doesn't it doesn't line up with anything um with her because she didn't technically die; she mm-hmm. was still alive. She was in some kind of like like a uh, comatose state, but I don't, I wouldn't say that she actually died and she doesn't, she doesn't exhibit any of the um, same uh, uh, characteristics of the people that came back.
0: Right. Right. So,
1: and, and, and plus she wasn't brought back by the priest either. Seems, it seems like like the people that were brought back that were doing that, they were all working for him. He brought them back. So mm-hmm. she had her own agenda. It doesn't seem to fall in line. I don't really know what the, what the real answer is. We don't really know kind of what the deal is. Like, how did the priest, like, death, like, why did he might why did he commit suicide? We don't know. Right. Um, right. like, how did that, how did that trigger into this thing? And just so happens that she just happened to be doing a seance at the time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we wouldn't even know that he was opening the gates of hell. I mean, maybe, maybe he was a, a satanic priest. Maybe he had given up on God and that's why his death, you know, led to
0: this. And Maybe. he's actively
1: working. Like none, of, none of it makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, I mean, I think probably the biggest weakness of the movie is in the is in the writing. Um, but I would say sorry. And this was like probably
1: the probably, uh, point I was going to make is that I agree with you there. But we're watching a dub version.
0: We were watching a dub version. Yeah. Um, so who knows? In
1: if a, with a really good like a uh, translation. If there may, if it may make more sense, I think you're still going to get to a, like a really bad ending.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I, I just don't know how much they could have explained the priest's motivations and things like that in the in the allotted space, you know? Because yeah, because the priest doesn't speak, so he doesn't, yeah. he
1: doesn't say anything about what his his motivations are. It's always just you know, in like from other people, like, well, I think this is what's going on,
0: right, right. So to like really briefly summarize the movie, just so that we can kind of like critique the plot, um. It opens up with this this girl in the group of her friends conducting a seance. They uh she happens to see the priest kill himself, which causes her to die of fright, question mark. Yes. And uh then they start to bury her, but then they're like, Ah, no, nah, five o'clock, time to go home and she wakes up and like, starts beating on the coffin, and the dude, who's, like, a newspaper journalist... Right, there's a
1: reporter that hears about this the mysterious death of this woman and is trying to figure out, like, what happened. Um, so he uses a pickaxe to break her out of the coffin. <laughs> and you know what's weird is that, like, they were burying her, but you, um, you don't have a funeral. Like, nobody yeah. showed up from her little seance coven to, like, you know, wish her well in the afterlife. Yeah. And it's like, okay, Whatever, yo.
0: Yeah, it was pretty It was uh, pretty weird, but yeah, so then they, like, what, they talked to one of the older witches from the coven who kind of explained that, like, oh, you know, in three days at the end of All Hallows' Eve, the gates of hell are going to open and the, the dead are going to walk. All Saints' Day. All Saints' Day, that's right. Um, just the same thing, isn't it?
1: Oh, I don't think so. All Hallows Eve, thats like Halloween, right? Yeah. All Saints' Day—isn't that something else?
0: I thought that it was still Halloween. Um, no, no, no. Well, well, we didn't see anybody trick or treating. That's true, but it's not a very good movie either. Um, hold on, <laughs> let me let me Google this. No, don't pull up a YouTube video, please. Um, All Saints' Day. Did you mean All Saints the band? Oh, Sunday, November one. So. It's like the day after, yeah, the day after Halloween. Yeah,
1: okay. And we didn't see anybody trick or treating. Yeah,
0: so, <laughs> so
1: trick or treating is not just an American thing, is it? I don't think so. Okay, because I, you know, the most of the movie was probably filmed overseas. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that it's not just an American thing. Like, because why didn't we? Why didn't we see that? Even if it was over in, in England, so because, I mean, England, in uh, Italy. So if the movie was filmed in Italy, then we probably wouldn't have seen that. It would make sense because they don't have it over there. But if it was, uh, but if it's supposed to take place in the states. Then we should have seen that, right? Because that would have been around that time. Well, it's supposed to take place in quote New York City, right? But I'm saying like since that's not something it's not filmed in New York City. So since that's not something there, or maybe it was, I don't know. But since that's not something that they're that they do over there, mm-hmm. like we like. So for example, if um if they were filming in Italy on like July fourth, yeah like they wouldn't be thinking oh yeah it's july 4th in america so we have to have this right so um, it's like you know it's october 31st that like, we have to have people like walking
0: around you according know. to what i'm just googling here um halloween is not a recognized holiday in italy but it's not uncommon for people to go trick-or-treating still um it's becoming more and more frequent in this day and age so maybe it just didn't happen at all back in 1980 i i don't know but uh, it makes sense with it not being a recognized holiday. But uh, okay. but yeah, go so more and more dead people start coming up. I'm kind of skimming over a lot of like B plots and things that don't really go anywhere. But uh, more and more people start returning from the dead, start killing people.
1: Um, I just want to add in here because because uh, we have this one part in here where um, the reporter and the the seance chick are trying to figure, uh, trying to they have to find the priest mm-hmm. to lay the priest to rest or to kill him again to stop this. And while this is going on. The other woman
0: um who i don't even i don't even know who she was, she was some artist chick, and wait, wait, how like, did she get involved? I don't know because like our introduction is her talking to her therapist mm-hmm, but what role did she actually play i don't know yeah i don't I don't really know what role she actually played um I mean she does get targeted by one of the dead things, and then she drinks a lot of Jack Daniels, and... Well, the, um, the, um, the, uh, the weird,
1: creepy-ass pervert guy... Yeah? Uh, he he's... hides out of her house. Oh, yeah. But he's also a B-plot that really, like, goes nowhere. Right. But so the reason I mention that is because, um... Well, he, he's, he's getting visions from the priest. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, but the reason i mention that is because um that you you basically have two people like uh, a man and a woman and a man and a woman both trying to do the same thing but they're unaware of each other right right but the second man and woman that subplot like it just it forms out of out of nowhere mm-hmm. and pretty much goes nowhere it's just to give the other group an additional like to round out their crew yeah. that then
0: falls apart like quickly <laughs> really quickly yeah <clears throat> but yeah, so, like, more and more dead people come up, they're attacking people, they're killing people, they, um, like, the, the mother of this little boy named John-John dies, and then she comes back and kills the whole rest of his family, and he's left all alone. Sister. Um, sister. Sister. Oh. Huh. I could have sworn it was his mother. I thought um, it was too, but then, remember, his sister comes back and kills them, and it's the one that's chasing That's right, later. that's right, okay. Um. But yeah, so then... Journalist student seance chick meet a crazy artist chick and her psychiatrist. And then they're both like, oh, hey, we're, we're all doing the same thing. We're all going to kill this dead priest. So they somehow find his family grave, which is basically this hole in the ground that drops down into this massive underground catacomb. And so they go down there. All all the whole family comes back from the dead, and they're surrounding them, and they're like, oh, it's All Hallows, it's All Saints Day, sorry, All Saints Day. And uh, then the priest shows up, and um, the journalist dude grabs a wooden cross that was, I guess, like a grave marker, and stabs it, it. It was something, I was just gonna it was something. It's a conveniently placed wooden cross that he stabs right through the priest's dick. And the priest is like, wowie, wowie! And he catches on fire, and then all the other zombos catch on fire, and then they all fall off of ledges that suddenly appear out of nowhere. Yeah. And so then they all pop back up and they're like leaving the grave, and uh then John John sees the uh seance chick and he starts running towards her and she's like, John, John. And then her face changes and she starts screaming and... Well, it, it, it everything slows down. Yeah.
1: And then like him running towards him starts to go in slow motion. And then her and the psychiatrist guy, they start to go in the slow motion. And then you just hear this scream sound effect that doesn't really... It's supposed to be her scream, but you don't actually see her elicit the scream.
0: Yeah. So, and that's, that's showbiz baby end of movie. Um, so yeah, the writing, I, I feel like it could have been more clear and may, and I will be, I will be fair that maybe a lot of that is in the dub. Maybe they just did not interpret it properly because I see that a lot. Yeah. That happens a lot with like anime and manga too. It's really easy to fuck up apparently.
1: Well, that's, that's the thing with me. Hey, i watched Akira or Akira, however you want to pronounce it, so many times that when I watched the restored or, um, like, Blu-ray mm-hmm. with the new translation, I went to repeat my favorite lines and was like, oh, wait, those aren't the lines anymore.
0: Yeah, right. yeah. Um, a really good example for me is the Pokemon Adventures manga because I read, like, the first publication and they really didn't shy away from being pretty faithful to the translation and then um, I bought like a collected omnibus edition uh, a few months back, and they changed a lot of stuff, and they really tried to tame it down and tone it down for the kiddies, and uh, it's it's a very different experience and it's jarring. So it's it is very easy to fuck up a translation. I get that, but um, not only that, you know when you're
1: when you're doing like a like a manga um, or sorry an anime type thing. Most of the time you're going to watch with the subtitles on. Mm-hmm. But the problem with the dub is that we're trying to take what you said. And when we translate it, it may either turn out to be a longer spoken sentence or a shorter spoken sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, and get it to try to ma- match your words, in which case we may have to then... Reinterpret that sentence again just so it matches, <laughs> even though from the beginning of this movie, it doesn't look like that. Was a, yeah, it doesn't look like they tried. Yeah, if we were watching yeah. his subtitles, then you know, we don't have to worry about that. We'll just put everything out there the way it is.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe this is just a debate of subs before dubs, but uh, I don't think so. I, 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 really I don't, don't, I don't think so either. Um, it, it just feels really rough to me. Um, so yeah, writing, I would say, pretty weak. Um, well, definitely weak. So Visually, uh, cinematography was serviceable, wasn't mm. bad. It was, yeah, it was, it was done. I would say that. You know, there's,
1: there's somewhere we can look at me like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't even say there was a cinematographer, but yeah, but they, <sighs> they this had cinematography. Yes, that somebody well, did, like, frame this shots.
0: There's cinematography that like wows and has pizzazz, and a really good example of that is um, Edgar Wright. Oh, yeah. A really good example of that would be... Um, David Fincher? David Fincher, yep. That's exactly who I was fishing for. And like the way he'll move the camera to match the character's bodies and stuff, and it just it pulls you in. And then, there's also, and then there's cinematography that just gets the job done, and it's like, you know what's happening on screen. There was no point where I was like, what happened? The only time I was ever asking what the fuck is going on was because of the writing, not because of the acting that was taking place on screen. Right. So I
1: would say... Um, like, uh, like Kevin Smith is a, uh, is an example of a, um, of a capable cinematographer. Well, mm-hmm. not him, but you know, like her movies because, yeah, yeah. Is, are the shots framed? Yes. You know, um, is the action within the, the, the scene, the, um, uh, is well, well displayed? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do we have like a lot of camera movement? This is coming from him. Now, uh, it's not just me. This, <laughs> right. this is coming from Kevin Smith. Do we have a lot of camera movement? No. You know, but, It's not like somewhere like you are, uh, what was it? The, was it the, the trailer we watched for something earlier and the camera was low to the ground and then one of the actors comes and steps right in front of the camera and cuts off like the shot where you can see the main actor. Yeah. And it was like, uh, and it was like, it's like, that's, that's a, that's a bad shot. I mean, one, it's bad directing, but two, you should have had to block that shot better so that when the person steps in there, they're not messing up the shot or you know if they do that's when you say cut
0: and because ideally like that leg should help frame the main character it helps you like focus your eyes and it leads your eye across the screen this is all stuff you have to think about with comics so i mean this is this is why we geek out about this shit because when you're composing a comic page that's exactly the stuff you have to think about Mm -hmm. is what's going to lead the eye what's going to frame your composition what's going to be a good focal point so and you know, you, we're you, not just bullshitting here yeah. <laughs> for and you, once
1: <laughs> and you have to like the one thing is you have to look at it and say okay well wh- with this like how like um like when i'm looking at it um like what angle do i even with all that like what angle do i want to take with this like mm-hmm. do i want a worm's eye view do i want a long shot do i want a bird's eye view like do i want a close-up like what's gonna work best and then like if that's that shot what's my next one gonna be and we, mm-hmm. can, like, we can mention directors here but like uh, Guillermo Navarro is probably one of the best cinematographers um, out there that I know by name. That I'm like when I see his name attached to, it, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get a really well you know, like laid out movie.
0: Right, right. Um.
1: So it's not always the director per se. You know, the cinematographer is sometimes, oftentimes, a different person that really kind of helps like set those scenes up. But uh, but in this case, I mean, were the scenes set up well? Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, were they yeah, dynamic I, in any way? No. no. No, again, I think that it's just they were serviceable. They mm-hmm. did the bare minimum of what they needed to do. Um, now one visual that I will give a lot of props for is visual effects.
1: Uh yeah, the the special effects um and the gore effects even though they were somewhat unnecessary in, in a lot of scenes, they were gratuitous. <laughs> they were they were well done. Like even the um the uh the maggot scene, mm-hmm. which you can clearly see that they're being like sprayed in from like un- from like under the window yeah yeah uh is like yeah but it's it doesn't it doesn't stop it from being um uh, you know from getting the job done
0: yeah well i mean like the it is gratuitous but it's not necessarily a bad thing to have something gratuitous in your movie and it's the same kind of thing of like anything fan service you know it's like if you if you've got you know the the token hot chick and you want to want to display some cleavage, that, I don't think that should count as points against your film. Right. And, you know, in this case, in the case of gore movies, in the case of slasher films or anything like that, the the gore and the grossness is gratuitous, but that is your fan service in that case. Mm-hmm. And that's what people are coming into this movie to see. So it's like, yeah, to me, I I kind of dry heaved a bit when she lost all of her intestines. I kind of squirmed a bit when I saw the maggots, but that's, that's what these movies are all about. So, I mean, I, I yeah, think. People watch them to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It's the same thing as like, you know, hot sauce. It's like, yeah, it, it fucking hurts, but you know, when, once you're done, your body releases a bunch of endorphins and it feels really good.
1: Actually, so, I, I like the taste of hot sauce. I man.
0: like hot sauce a lot. I'm a, I'm a hot sauce junkie, man. But, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, I, I do have to give it props there. It, it went above and beyond as far as, like, visual effects go, and the fact that it was all practical effects. Now, we did discuss one thing, which is the... In some ways, this is cool. In some ways, it's a little bit frustrating that it was demystified for me. But um, the scenes where people are bleeding from their eyes, and the first time we saw it, you were commenting on the way the girl's hair was done, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's because there are little tubes that feed the eye blood down and they have to have her hair in front of her face like that to right. cover that. And then that was confirmed in the last scene where you can actually see the tube taped to the side of the girl's head. And so in one way it was like, cool, I, I called that shit, you know, that's exactly what was happening. But then at the same time, it was like, kind of wish I didn't see that because now I know. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like that, that sort of takes away the magic. But the fact that like, we also, you know, we were able to determine that that was pretty far ahead of its time, too. Oh, yeah. And, like, for the year that the movie was released, it was like, wow, that that took some clever thinking. And so, you know, if, if only they had brushed her hair forward a little bit in that scene, then it's like, wow, yeah, that would be cinematic genius as far as I'm concerned.
1: The drill through the side of the guy's head. That was pretty well done. That was pretty well done. Um, I have to say that that, was, that wasn't bad. Um, even, even everything with, like... I think it's kind of interesting, like the maggot scene, like when the, when the guy's standing there and they've got all the, uh, you know, the maggots are all on them and you see, it shows a, the floor and show the feet and like the, the floor is covered with maggots and you can see them like being very careful not to move their feet, not to like, I mean, cause obviously they're, they're, they're going to try to like scoop the maggots up and you know, use mm-hmm. them because you generally, when you have stuff like this and I don't know about back then. But like nowadays, when you have a scene where you have people that are, you know, they're maggots and they're eating maggots, something like that, or, or worms, they actually have like farms, like insect farms, where they mm-hmm. grow ones that are like these are clean maggots to eat that um, that you can eat that are not, uh, you know, that can make you sick or yeah, here's a sterile. worm or right, cr- they, so they're they're specifically made for for these scenes, so. Now, back in the 1980s, I'm not sure that was the case. I'm sure they were going to probably destroy them, but you could tell they were being very careful not to step and squish a bunch of them, like yeah. all into the floor and stuff and into the carpet. Well, so like, that if was you, kind of
0: funny. Well, like also, you know, if your foot slips out from under you, you're just going to fall face down on a pile of maggots, and no oh, one's that. So. Yeah,
1: because then you definitely would end up inhaling some. And,
0: oh, my goodness. <sighs> you know, I don't. I, I, could, I could not throw up enough to get rid of yeah. that. Yeah. I feel like I could tough my way through a lot of movie scenes if I were an actor, but I'm not sure I could do something like that. If they were like, you know what, you're going to be literally knee deep in maggots today for this entire day of shooting. i would pretty sure I'd just be like, you know what, <laughs> I'll just take the L, lose the paycheck. I don't know if I can do this.
1: And it's funny because if you look at like a modern movie when that's going on, they they'll have like something like that, and you'll have like a you'll have like a a mound of fake worms or maggots, and then they'll they'll put in like a nice layer of real ones on top. Yeah, so you yeah. see some squirming and some not. In this case, it seemed like. All of them were squirming. I think those were all squirming, yeah. So they, they
0: didn't mix any rice in there with them. They were all maggots. <laughs> um, now, it's a little bit hard to talk about the quality of the acting, because it's a dub. So, I don't really know how the people did with acting, but, I mean, it, it got the job done, I guess. Is that fair?
1: Um, Yeah, well, I will say this about this movie. And, I, and maybe even for a lot of Fulci movies, but I can't say I've seen enough of them or have, like, really paid close enough attention to enough of them to really be able to say definitive, definitively. But um, it's a lot of, of close-up shots. And with a close-up shot, it's a different kind of acting when you're... Like, for, let's say, for example, the, the old witch woman with the afro.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so with her... Like, they would close up on her face, and I think that was, like, and she couldn't emote. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I'll take it back to um, V for Vendetta. hmm So, the first actor they had that played V couldn't emote behind the mask. He couldn't get his body language to match so you could really feel what he was feeling as he, with they his movements. So, then you get in Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Who, who was able to do that. It was
0: brilliant.
1: Right. So, uh, yeah, because, I mean, no, yeah. I don't. Sorry, I didn't mean to be like slight. Like you're right, but no, you're you're right. He's <laughs> he's. I mean, he's he's perfect. Like it, it's it's almost to the point where you can, you can almost imagine his facial expressions, even though you don't see them. Mm-hmm. So, so with this one, the woman's like she when she's delivering that line where she's looking straight in the camera, and it's supposed to be more of like a like like that thousand yard stare and she's supposed to be saying, you know, and then the city of the living hell will come back and like and she's like repeating it always like you it's supposed to be one of those scenes where like she's I'm giving you this dump of information, but I'm just giving it to you because it's just flooding out of me of like, and this is what's going to happen. And then the, you know, like the, 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 the seas will rise and they'll boil a dog and, and cat living it together. Mass hysteria, you know, but <laughs> you're giving all that. But then there's supposed to be that thousand yard stare in your eyes as like, you're not even here anymore. You're there after it's happened. And and the world is hell. Instead, mm-hmm. I see her looking directly into the camera and just spitting these things out as fast as she can, and she's not emoting at all. And there's no facial movements, and it was like, no, no, that's yeah, yeah. that's horrible.
0: Yeah, it was pretty poorly done.
1: The other lady, Argen, or, uh, I don't remember anybody's yeah. name. No, they're the actress we, remember we looked at oh, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. when they do close-ups on her, or just ones where it's just showing just her face, she does a really good job of really. Putting an extra motion in there since there's, since that's the only thing that we're getting. There's no mm-hmm. other person in there. It's not like I'm talking to them. So I'm just going to be acting like I'm talking to them. In this case, like you, the whole find the wall thing, but, but now instead of me watching you talking to them, you're talking to me in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And she, you know, so I thought that that was really well done considering that there are a lot of like of those kind of close up shots on just people. Um, <sighs> Those are well done. Will I say it's a really good acting? No. And I'm not saying these people are bad actors, but... Some of them are. (laughs) But But it also, like... The... It also has to do with, like, the material that you're given. Mm -hmm. And I can't deliver a bad line in a good way if it's a bad line. Right, right. You know, so... I mean, I can take a good line. I can mess it all up to hell. But sometimes if it's a bad line... It's just a bad line. There's no way you can read that and make it a good line. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that some of that is probably going to fall back on the story and the script and say, I can't really put
0: this this bad line of dialogue and in, shine in up to make it pretty. Right, right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I think a good example of that is like the X-Men movies, the, the more recent X-Men movies where it's like you have some very, very talented actors – but between like bad screenplay and bad directing, it just makes them look bad. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably an example of what we're seeing there. Well, I mean, take for example, um, the uh sit
1: You know what happens when the toad gets struck by lightning? <laughs> even even with the, the the whole backstory of that of that thing, that's still that that line still sucks. Yeah, that's a yeah. bad line. You can't deliver that and make it seem like it's really good.
0: The same thing that happens in everything else. <laughs> Stupid. Shows <laughs> I God, can we do a cut of X Men with Gomer as, as Storm? <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise.
1: Uh, that, that would be funny.
0: <laughs> Why, Professor X, hmm. <laughs> do you want us to go on a mission? <laughs> Senator Golly! <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I wish I had time to make these projects happen. Yeah. um But yeah, so overall, I mean, it was entertaining. It wasn't great. Um, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. <laughs> I know no, that
1: no two was my limit on Schnitzel group and Living Dead. <laughs> um, yeah, I um. I can't I can't see myself wanting to watch it again cuz it's not that entertaining. Um yeah, it it really isn't. Uh it's it's there and that's about all I can say about it is it's there. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um I mean if if you really if you've really got a thing for super graphic gore then give it a give it a watch.
1: Yeah, I cuz that's the thing. If you're going to be watching it, it's got to be just for the gore. It can't be for the plot cuz the plot is nonsensical.
0: Yeah. Um
1: and it's uh, yeah, it's
0: and you're really not going to learn much of anything otherwise. You know, you're not you're not going to be learning too much about like valuable uh, cinematography or writing or pacing or any of that. It's it's really purely for the uh, the practical effects, and you might pick up some cool stuff. Um, I I could kind of see us taking advantage of like the eye pumps and the bleeding eyes. I could. It's like. That obviously is a pretty straightforward thing to do and it looks good if you angle the hair right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, that's that's really cool stuff. But. Or
1: or do the lighting differently so that the makeup um so that you don't see the makeup line. Right, you right. Know, I think that was part of the thing, like we when we looked at it, we saw it and we could clearly see where the makeup was trying to cover that up. Yeah. So we either do a better job with the makeup or change the lighting. Like um like Mark was saying, he's like, you know, with the with ape, he was like, you mm-hmm. know this may be a great director's choice, editing torches, which is, you know, I can't see how shitty this effect is if it's, if it's like in the dark. <laughs> so if you change the lighting on it so that it's not as bright, mm-hmm. it makes it harder for me to see that. You could also change the makeup
0: and tint the makeup slightly. So that, that
1: it does a better job of covering it. up. Yeah,
0: that that could have helped, but yeah, I mean, it just it seems to me like all they needed to do is just brush her hair forward just a quarter of an inch, and we would have never spotted it. Well, I, th- I think the bad part of that is that
1: she's worn her hair in a certain way throughout the entire movie, mm-hmm. so now for it to just be different from that one scene, it it kind of throws it. But how many people really really catch it and be like, "Oh, I see what they did." Yeah.
0: Here?
1: Anyway, but uh, it's it's not it's not a good movie. It's. It, it it really is just a a reason for just cheap gore and even even if it had a better plot, I still wouldn't say it's a good movie because it's it would just be a better plot. It would be a good plot.
0: Right, right. Um, yeah, I, like I don't think there's anything you could really do to fix it. It would require an entire overhaul. Exactly. Um, I mean, like the premise, I think is fine. I think the idea of an evil priest who has committed suicide and yada yada yada, all that's interesting to me. Except uh,
1: if we'd known more about why he did that or yeah, anything.
0: Yeah, all and it, one thing we were talking about is, you know, if this were a modern movie, if they'd released this in, like, the past couple of years, then the priest would have speaking lines of dialogue. He yeah, would he would not say
1: anything at all. Yeah,
0: he would probably be very Freddy Krueger-y, I can kind of see that, that they would be trying to, like, make him eccentric or something, and... He's like maggots, bitch. Let me tell you about my evil plan. <laughs> and and like and while that in some ways that would be a lot worse, in other ways it's like at least then we would fucking have a motivation here because as it stands, nobody has any motivation in this movie. And he would be saying like really stupid stuff like, "Oh heaven help us."
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. If if it were modern, he would just like ironically quote scripture, right. <laughs> And then when Forgive they, them, Father. Yeah, when they when they stab him in the groin with the cross, he would just be like, "Into thy hands I commit my spirit." And then he would erupt in flames. It's, it would be like really, really cheesy, but yeah, I mean that's the biggest thing is you know you'd ha- you'd have to change so much just to make people care about any of it. So yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, I don't see that happening. But yeah, um, yeah, it, I would I would recommend this movie to people if you are film students and looking to get an eyeful of some cinema history. Right. If you are Fulci fans, which there are a lot of. There are a lot of Fulci fans. Um, um, if you like gore or, or any kind of gross-out stuff, you know? I mean, there's people who would probably be delighted over the maggot scene. Yeah, and I was going to say, uh, I would
1: say that this compared to New Gladiators... <laughs> this definitely is much better than uh, New Gladiators as far as Fulci movies go. Yeah, uh, but New Gladiators has its own set of, of problems.
0: <laughs> New Gladiators uh, was a goddamn train wreck. Yeah,
1: <laughs> traveling at the speed of light, doing who knows what to who knows why for who knows how long. Um, anyway, it's a uh, but yeah, it's 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 a movie, man. It it, it is a movie. Um, and again, we've watched it twice now. And we and read up on it, and we are still no closer understanding what the hell this movie was about than we were in the beginning.
0: I still don't remember watching it the first time.
1: (laughs) Well, you know that you remember the ending.
0: Yeah, I do remember the ending ending
1: so much. Yeah,
0: I do remember the ending. Um, And I remember, I remember that day us watching the ending. And I remember, I remember like where we were all sitting and all that. And I remember you looking over at Leroy and going, "What the hell was that all about?" (laughs) And then he he tried to explain it in the in that charming way that he does, but like nobody had a satisfactory answer then. So I remember all that. I just don't remember anything that led up to that scene. Everything else is a total blank for me. Yeah, I would agree. I do remember the kid going into the house, and I don't really remember
1: the blow up doll. Um and okay, so <laughs> Best
0: a- actor in the movie.
1: After well and, and I don't understand like the priest didn't why the priest didn't talk at all. Like I mean like why why did he just not talk at all? It's that okay, I I guess maybe it, it doesn't really matter. But anyway, the um so the the uh the blow up doll thing, so I guess this guy's some kind of a pervert, as from what we understand, and that they believe that he may have like assaulted and killed like, uh, two people, and I'm assuming that they were younger, but they don't really say. We just are kind of left to assume that he may be some kind of like pedophile or something, but then the Older women in the t- the older women, but the girl, the non teenage women in the town, mm-hmm. see him as just being like this harmless, like kind of pervert guy. that's very sexy because they cause they don't have any problems being alone with him. Yeah, like the one girl goes into his creepy ass like sh- like like work shed place. Yeah, with all this porn laying around. <laughs> not, I say porn. It's just you know this nudie mags, but I mean, but. And she has no problem being alone with him in there, even though he completely pusses out and leaves her behind when he goes running off. Yeah. Now, granted, he was already freaked the F out, but this right. is also a guy mm-hmm. that apparently hides a blow up doll in an abandoned building and goes and fucks it when people yeah. aren't around. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the only thing I was going to say put together is that I assume he puts that there, but then when the doll inflates on its own, He's just like, uh, okay, that's new, but yeah, let me do it. But then he does get a chance to do it because then the, the priest shows up and is like, masturbation is a sin. He's like, ah,
0: and he goes running out of the house. <laughs> and then his palms sprout hair and he goes blind. Yeah.
1: And then they start playing that, uh, werewolves in London and, and, and Shade shows up and he's like, come on, dude. And he's like, we gotta get to school. And he's like, no, Shade, it's time. I'm right. Sorry. We, we, I just kind of jumped movies here. Um, but it, so... So, yeah, you, I don't really understand, like, his whole deal and, like, the – like, like what – why why were people like, yeah, he's a freaking – in, taking place in Dunwich, America? Like, Dunwich where? <laughs> Dunwich, like, USA. <laughs> eh, eh, yeah. And it's supposed to be a village. I'm like, okay. And the village consists of all, what, five people?
0: Yeah. Something like that. It's pretty small.
1: Yeah. The, the mortuary. Like, so the, the dead – the dead that were coming back <laughs> were only people that were killed by the priest. Or killed by someone that was connected to
0: the death of the priest. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which didn't make any sense either.
0: <laughs> and did, did the mortician come back? Uh, the mortician didn't get killed, but he was, like, looting the corpses. Well,
1: I assume he got killed because she bit his hand, and then we don't see him again. And then when they go to the mortuary, he doesn't answer, but you see, like, the, the silhouette
0: of the curly hair. yeah. Maybe, I, which maybe I thought he was, that curly hair was the grandma, who died. right? So, so she's so. wandering around the mortuary. I assume he's dead, right? I don't think that would have killed him. I think he probably just ran off. Well, i, I was thinking that she that, that she finished the job off. Like he's oh, said screaming, and she like finished the job off. Maybe, maybe. So it's not clear at all. It's, yeah, it, it's 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 not it's. Uh, but yeah, so I mean,
1: because wait, didn't that happen after they found the body in the house and then they drank up all the Jack Daniels and left? Yeah. So she left. Went to the house, passed out on the floor, right? Yeah. Then went back, climbed inside her coffin. And the guy was like, I'm taking that necklace, Granny, and those, uh, those white boogers. She was like, the hell you are. <laughs> and then, and then she, she bit his arm and he screamed like a little bitch. And then I don't know what happened, but then she was like, running around the house like, Oh, this place is, needs to be cleaned up.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Andy. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it's a bad movie. I think that you should watch it if you haven't watched it before, but it is a bad movie. It's a bad movie. It's a bad movie.
0: All right, and uh, hey, uh, this is cool. Um, I don't know how much of this we're going to get use out of, but Camelot just sent me a list of B-movies to check out. So we oh, may, really? So, yeah, we may have some additional stuff that yeah. we can check out in the near future.
1: Okay, so do you trust him... As far as like, cause, cause I was, so, uh, I will have people that would try to give me like bad or good, bad B movies. And, <laughs> and then when to like, like, Oh, have you seen this asylum film? They'm like, no, I don't watch any asylum films. Those I, are not bad, good movies. Those are just
0: bad, bad movies. I 90% trust his taste. Um, he really liked baby driver when I showed it to him, um,
1: yeah, but what are his taste on bad, good bad movies? Or bad good, good movies?
0: bad movies. He's the one who introduced me to Kentucky Fried Movie. He's the one who first showed me the airplane films and Naked Gun films, stuff like that. Uh, no, I'm saying like like these, like like these. We movies. haven't watched a ton like these. Um, Nobody has. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's such an obscure thing. But um, well, he's the one who showed me Dead Alive. So I think that's a pretty good similar analogy to this type of stuff. Okay, alright, alright. So, yeah, I, I'd say he's got pretty good taste like that. Um, he's the one who introduced me to Dog Soldiers. Uh, Dog Soldiers is beautiful. It's too. a really, yeah, he, he was like, this is going to be the best werewolf movie you've ever seen. So, I mean, I. It's a damn good werewolf movie. I don't pretty, know, but it's a damn good werewolf movie. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. I liked it a lot. Um, Dog Soldiers is a shit. Yeah, yeah. It was way better than I was expecting going into it. So, uh, yeah i i'd I'd say it's definitely worth us uh, checking out the list um he he's the one who introduced me to run Lola run oh run Lola run is excellent yeah yeah so i i think he's got pretty good taste in films um we don't line up exactly the same like he liked venom but uh <laughs> oh, that's a good bad that's a bad bad movie
1: <laughs> so wait have you shown him any any sedaris movies yet
0: I have not oh my
1: goodness see you're holding back man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's so rare that we're hanging out to do anything besides, like, work-related stuff or gym-related stuff that it's, like, on the occasions that we do get to watch movies. Because it's not like us, you know, when we hang out, we're like, we're, we've got to prioritize watching some films. We've we've got to get through some stuff because there's so much stuff that I have yet to see. And so for me and him, it's like, when we're doing that, it's like, we got to do really, really good movies. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely be introducing him to Andy Sedaris films, because we've been talking about doing a horror movie night, uh, with, both with him and with Overtim. Speaking of bad, bad, good, bad, to bad, bad movies. Yeah. I, you know, look
1: what's on, what I just turned to. I don't recognize this. Um, oh, but you do. You just don't know it yet.
0: Well, I'm sure
1: I'll... Okay, so let me ask recommend. you, what do you see? I what, what do you see wearing, wearing blue? Uh, a lady... But well, come on, don't don't try to be all formal. Not a lady. What is she? A woman? No. I don't know, dude. It's a girl. She's okay. a girl. <laughs> what is she standing on top of? Um, some kind of aircraft? No. The the what just landed was an aircraft. What's she standing on top of? A tank. Oh, it's tank girl. There you go, baby. Oh shit, dude. There's Lori Petty. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna put it out there. I love you, Lori Petty. <laughs> Not like in like a sexual way, like I feel about Tilda Swinton, but I love you and I just think that you're incredible. I think you're a really good actress and I think you're like a hell of a lot of fun. Um,
0: she seems like a lot of fun.
1: She she seems like she would be exhausting. Yes. But she would be fun. Like... Like Roger from American Dad.
0: If you were, were a human... But then, like, three levels down. So, kind of like Weird Al, because that's the same thing I say about Weird Al, is, like, I really respect the man's mind. I think he's brilliant. I would love to meet him, but I think hanging out with him for more than an hour would be so fucking tiring. Yeah, I would just, like, like I, I would need a break. Because, like, I, just, I, I feel like he's the kind of person who would just make everything a joke.
1: But I will say everything. I will say this about Lori Petty, like, playing Tank Girl, that's I, that's not a wig. Like, hmm. that is her hair. So all, she committed. Yeah, all shaved and screwed up like that, so. Oh, anyway, Lord. Well, we're, we're not supposed to be talking about Lori Penny yeah. and Kangaroo. Plus,
0: we're, we're an hour 20 in, which we, and I know we had that kind of break in the middle, but that's still proper. we're still probably like an hour 10 in, an hour 15 in, something like that. Well, after I do all that other editing that you're not going to do, <laughs> we'll get it down to like
1: 30 minutes. We're, then we're going to do the, uh, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to do the... The uh, Turk 182 cut. And then if we get, and then that's, so I'm going to cut it down to like 30 minutes. And then if we get enough response, hashtag a Comey cut, right? Then. We don't get that kind of audience engagement. We will, <laughs> then, we will put 20 extra dollars into this to recut the podcast. And, and then give you uh city of the living dead podcast. A Comey cut. I I think the, the raw and cut unfinished. should
0: be the one that's, uh, that's incentivized,
1: including the I will go back and re and, and and redo my my City of the Living Dead um song from the very beginning that you didn't get all of. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, after we post that, I will do if if we get if we get enough people asking for it, hashtag a Comey cut, right? Then uh, you know we'll, So we'll put twenty extra dollars into this to To do, re-edit, and then I will actually finish and compose the full song.
0: Okay, what I need you people to do is get multiple Twitter accounts going here. Um, really need you to, uh, like, seriously engage, because if even like, five of you, because I know we at least have more than five listeners, if even five of you just make a second Twitter account and do this, then that gives us ten. And that will probably be enough to convince Turk, don't tell him that I told you this.
1: You know, I don't think that needs to be done. That's all the time we have for today, ladies and gentlemen. I think think one Twitter account is fine, and one is enough for everyone, or anyone, or someone.
0: I don't know. I fucked that up. (laughs) I think you, as an American and as a human being, have the right to as many Twitter accounts as you want. Don't let the man tell you how many Twitter accounts you can have. I don't know. Black guy can never be the man. Don't, don't let the affluent middle class black gentleman tell you how many Twitter accounts you can have. Oh, yes, I'm, I'm so affluent. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you specifically, I'm just saying. Oh, that, all the like, other affluent black yeah, guys that are out there. They're out there. <laughs> that have
1: power <laughs> and tell people what to do. <laughs> they're out there. I'm sorry, Mr. O'Rourke. <laughs> when, when is the plane to fancy having <laughs> <I mean>, leave? <laughs> Jeez. You better wake up. <laughs> Well, that's all the time we have for today, ladies and gentlemen. This time around, your revolution
0: will be podcast. (laughs) Viva anarchy. If we can't have Kanye, I don't want anybody. (laughs) Hell yeah.
1: Later, y'all. Zang, yo. Did you hear what I was?
0: All right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh... Let's give him a hand.